Welcome back to San Francisco Legislative Outlook, the weekly program that provides you with an update on the latest decisions made by our elected officials. I'm C.J. Hunt. And I'm Jennifer Lowe. The full Board of Supervisors did not meet this week due to the Veterans Day holiday. But on Wednesday, November 12th, the Land Use and Economic Development Committee considered Supervisor Maxwell's ordinance requiring that steam or fossil fuel power plants planned for mixed-use districts obtain conditional use authorization. The other uh, issue is, of course, the CTs. Um, there's, I looked over the CEC, uh, California Energy Commission, uh, stuff on this. It's pretty clear that they could trump this. And that what that would mean is, though this is a great idea, it'll put everything through this process except for the CTs. And we want to see something either in this or companion legislation right along with it that really makes it clear that we're going to restart the clock on the CTs, send them all the way back so that they have to have as much scrutiny as the other plants that are going to be covered by this legislation. The item was referred to the November 18th full board meeting with recommendation. The committee also considered the Eastern Neighborhoods Plan one more time. The plan remains controversial. This has been a multi-year process, and I realize that over the eight to ten years that this plan has been in process, there have been fits and starts, and some parts of, those of that decade have been less effective than others. Some parts of that decade have involved fewer community folks in the process than we would have liked. But my sense, not having had a long history, is that the last two years, especially under the management of Ken Rich on planning staff, that the last two years have been a very productive process that have involved a broad cross-section of the community. Also on Wednesday, November 12th, the Budget and Finance Committee considered Supervisor McGoldrick's ordinance limiting the use of city funds for the salaries of executive directors of nonprofit groups. We do believe this is a very complex issue. And if the city expects nonprofits to provide high-quality, efficient, and effective services, it's necessary to support nonprofits' ability to hire leaders that are capable of running efficient and effective organizations. In general, as the study showed, most nonprofit executive salaries are reasonable for the level of responsibility and complexity that is involved in running a multimillion-dollar nonprofit that serves vulnerable residents of our city and county. The item was continued to the next committee meeting on November 19th. On Thursday, November 13th, the Rules Committee considered the reappointment of Rick Swig to the San Francisco Redevelopment Agency. Rick Swig operates RSBA and Associates, which provides advisory services to both major hotel operating companies as well as owners of individual hotels and portfolios. He asks a lot of questions, but he makes sure that he knows the facts before he makes a decision. And all of his decisions, from my experience, has been decisions that he's not taken lightly. Um, he, pay attention, he pays attention to the details. He pays attention to the communities. And he's sincerely interested in, in what the members of the communities um, have to say about the issues that affect them directly. The appointment was recommended to the full board. The Rules Committee also examined a resolution changing the name of Roland Street in North Beach to Dirk Dirksen Alley. And Dirk was a video producer and promoter best known for helping to establish San Francisco's punk rock scene in the late 70s and early 80s, with the shows he produced at the Mabu High Gardens and on Broadway in North Beach. He's touched so many of the not only the music scene but the uh, counterculture scene in San Francisco of artists and giving them their chance and uh, I think uh, Mr. Amiano <laughs> actually played 
did a, a bit there at the uh, at the Mav as well as uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Robin Williams. It just you would be amazed of who showed up there and, and the opportunities he gave all of us. So and there I was performing <laughs> and I was a little bit nervous and you know people were laughing and in the back I heard you suck and that was <laughs> that was Dirk and that I knew I was in there and that was a compliment. The item was referred to the November 18th full board meeting with a recommendation. Now, a look at the mayor's activities this week. Mayor Newsom spent the week in Shanghai, China, kicking off a new China-San Francisco economic development initiative called China SF. The mayor's office describes the initiative as a public-private partnership that will help connect businesses in China to the San Francisco Bay Area and assist Chinese companies looking to locate or invest in North America. It is a comprehensive international business recruitment and retention initiative that builds on San Francisco's core strengths for international businesses. That's all for this week's report on the mayor's activities. For more information on the mayor's office, check out sfgov.org mayor. Here's what's coming up next week with the Board of Supervisors. On Monday, the Government Audit and Oversight Committee will consider an ordinance that would transfer the powers and duties of the Taxi Commission to the Municipal Transportation Agency. The item is likely to be referred to the November 18th full board meeting as a committee report. On Tuesday, several items we have discussed on this show in recent weeks will finally reach the full board of supervisors, including Supervisor Aliotto Pierce's ordinance requiring the activation of closed captioning during video events in parks, open spaces, zoo, or other recreational areas, a prohibition on any new advertising signs on street furniture and on the exterior of city-owned buildings will be back before the full board, as will an ordinance allowing landlords to pass through half the cost of recent water and sewer services cost increases to residential tenants. And several items related to the much-debated Eastern Neighborhoods Plan will finally reach the full board on Tuesday. On Wednesday, November 19th, the Budget and Finance Committee will take another look an ordinance limiting the use of city funds for the salaries of nonprofit executive directors. The Land Use and Economic Development Committee, the City Operations and Neighborhood Services Committee, and the City and School District Committee will also meet next week, but the agendas were not available in time for the show. That's all for this week's legislative report. For updated agendas and other information on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, go to sfgov.org bos. Next up is Bill Dillon with this week's calendar of events. This is Bill Dillon with the SFGTV Community Calendar. On November 22nd, you can attend the Kellogg Velasco Park Grand Reopening in Visitation Valley. It's from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Join the San Francisco Recreation and Park Department for a fun-filled event featuring entertainment, refreshments, and activities for the entire family. For more information, check out parks.sfgov.org. Then on November 23rd at the Main Library, 100 Larkin Street, it's the 20th Annual Unsung Heroes Awards Ceremony. The theme for this year's Unsung Heroes Awards Ceremony is the celebration of Carter G. Woodson, the father of African American History Month. Once again, the program will be hosted by comedian and motivational speaker Veronica Dangerfield. There will be performances by the Praise and Sign dancers, dancer Kathleen Franklin, and singer Angela Dean Bam. A reception will follow the program with music accompaniment by jazz guitarist Terrence Bloom. That's from 1 to 4 on Sunday. Also on Sunday, Pier 39 will be having their holiday tree lighting from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. 
Pier 39's holiday tree lighting will feature a festive lineup of groups performing seasonal favorites from around the world. The enchanting entertainment will include holiday traditions from Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. Children can also enjoy free activities including face painting, letters to Santa, crafts, and photos with Santa. Pier 39's majestic tree adorned with 400 glistening ornaments, 500 bows, and 2,000 twinkling LED lights will be lit at 5.30 p.m. in the entrance plaza. On Tuesday, November 25th at the main library, it's ITVS Community Cinema, IOUSA. The San Francisco Public Library, in association with Independent Television Service and KQED, presents a special screening of IOUSA by Patrick Creedon and Christine O'Malley. This film examines the growing national debt and its consequences for the United States and its citizens. A panel discussion will follow the film, and that'll be from 6 to 7.30 p.m. November 27th is Thanksgiving Day, a city holiday. All city, state, and federal government offices will be closed. Commuter tollway, residential permit parking, Monday through Friday street sweeping, seven-day street sweeping, and parking meters will not be enforced, except for on port property, where the meters are always enforced. And then on the 28th, the day after Thanksgiving, is another city holiday. City and state offices will be closed, federal offices open. Commuter tow-away zones, residential permit, Monday through Friday street sweeping will not be enforced, but seven-day street sweeping will be enforced, and all parking meters will be enforced. And that's the SFG TV community calendar. Enjoy the events and have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks, Bill. That's all for this week's show. For SFG TV, I'm CJ Hunt. And I'm Jennifer Lowe. Tune in every week for the latest on your local government. Thanks for watching.